Row Along, a friendly voice in your ear to motivate, coach and entertain you through each indoor rowing workout as we row along together. I set the stroke rate and the training pace based on your current 2,000 metre time. Just set your monitor to just row and start and stop when I tell you. For more info and to check out the YouTube videos, go to rowalong.com. Hi there and welcome along to another workout for you to row along to. Today is day 10 of the 30 days of 30 minute workouts and what we're going to do today is we're going to slow it down and do a nice bottom tier. Yesterday was a little bit tough uh, so today we're going to recover, fill up that bowl of power and then tomorrow is going to be our top tier session of the week where we get to put everything into the machine, okay? Now we're going to go a little bit faster than we normally do in a bottom tier but not really. What we're going to do is we're going to break it into two minute intervals, okay? So it's we're changing every two minutes. And what we're going to change between is 18, 20, 22 strokes a minute, and then back down 20, 18 again. Then we're going to do that again and again. So you're going to end up with like these little two bits of 18s together where you've got four minutes at 18 strokes a minute. Um, but then otherwise we're going up, down, up, down, up, down. And then that's us all done for the day. 30 minutes will be up. So this is all about just keeping it nice and slow. Um, by keeping the stroke rate slow, we can work on various aspects of technique. And as such, what I'm going to do today is I'm going to really try and just talk technique for most of the row. And even if I can work out how to do it, then every interval we're going to, I'll talk about a separate element of it. I don't if there particularly are 15 I could talk about, but maybe there are. Um, and that's how we'll get through our half hour workout today. And by increasing our pace, so starting at 2K plus 20 to 22 for the 18 strokes a minute, and then increasing by two seconds for the 20, and then increasing by two seconds again for the 22, and then backing back down the pace, we're just kind of alternating or kind of just changing things up a little bit here, making it that little bit more interesting rather than just saying, here's an 18 strokes a minute for half an hour. Okay. So let's get into our four minute warm up like we always do. And we always go to the front of the machine on a concept two and set our drag factor first. Always check it if you're sitting down on a machine you're not used before to make sure that your drag factor is where you want it to be. Remember, don't just set the lever, go to menu, more options, display drag factor, and then set it to the number that you know is good for you. For me, that's around about 120 to 125. If you're on a different machine and it's all just resistance or something, then just make sure and set that so that you get a good weight from the machine but you don't really have to heave against it okay next up on a concept two if you can set the monitor to eye height if you're on a different kind of machine hopefully you can set it at eye height um, but if it's down low then because really you don't want to be looking up and you don't want to be looking down because both of them harm your posture and then finally go to your foot stretchers and if you're able to set the height of them then you want to set them to a point where you're able to get to the front of the machine comfortably with your shins pointing vertically okay if they're set too high, you might not be able to get quite there. If they're set too low, you may go flying straight back. Obviously, shoe size and flexibility has a whole load to do with this. So as a starting guide, put the foot straps so they cover the balls of your feet and then take it from there, okay? If you feel like you're not quite getting to that vertical position, then maybe set them a little bit lower. If you feel like you're too flexible or whatever, then set them a little bit higher, okay? So just experiment. What's best for you is what's best for you. Okay, a bit of a long intro today. Don't quite know why. <laughs> so we're going to do this warm-up at 18 strokes a minute, and the power from your legs is going to be just enough that you can think about your feet connecting to your hands at the stroke. I will explain as we start. Here we go then. In three, two, one, let's start our warm-up. 
So just enough of a push of your feet into the foot plates that you're putting power into the machine by that foot press. So what's happening is as you push your feet into the machine, that power comes up through your body and into your arms. And so you have to try and get the timing right of that foot press of your feet and your hands and the handle picking up the flywheel or water wheel or whatever your machine uses. Because if you push too soon, your backside scoots away from you, you lose power. If you pull too soon, you can't quite snap in with your legs, you're all bound up. Push with your feet and pick up with your hands at the same time. And that's how baby bear would row, okay? And then, as you start to really get a feel for that connection, increase how much of a push you're putting in from your feet to try and get your pace closer to 2K plus 20. Now, the 2K pace is calculated by rowing a two kilometer time trial and dividing the result by four. That gives you the average time to cover 500 meters in your 2K time trial. That's your 2K training pace. So when I say 2K plus 20, it's your 2K training pace plus 20 seconds. So if it was 205, that's 205 plus 20, you'd row it 225. Okay, one stroke, and let's put one foot on the ground and row with just one leg in. Now, as always, if I flew through that description of 2K training pace too quickly, check out the description to this video where I have written it there too, and hopefully it'll make more sense. Oh, I seem a bit off balance today. Don't know why, don't know what's wrong. Swap feet, that's one of the values of this single leg rowing, is that you can just make sure that you're balanced, you're not leaning to one side as, you, as you're rowing. Don't know what was wrong there. But also helps with flexibility, opens you up a little bit more, because you've only got one leg strapped in. One more stroke, and then let's put both feet in, legs straight, and roll with your back and arms. So you're just swinging backwards and forwards over your hips, and then pulling in your arms. So you swing over your hips, in with your arms, out with your arms, swing over your hips. <sighs> Sorry if that was a bit fast. The important part here is that you're picking up the flywheel with your back first. One more, and let's roll to the front of the machine, arms straight, forward lean, and just push out with enough force that you're connecting your feet to your hands, but that you're not needing to recoil from the power. I want you to really concentrate on this forward lean and straight arms as you push out of the front. And feel that snap into the catch making the flywheel turn one more 
There we go. Right. Some warm up completed. It's not that intense a session today, so you probably don't need to keep on rowing in order to get warm. We're going to be starting down at 18 strokes a minute, 2k plus 20 anyway, which frankly is the warm up pace, so you should be okay. Right. I need to. I'm using Ergzone properly because I want to find out. Um, I say properly. I've programmed in the full session um, as an individual uh, 15 times two minute kind of interval thing because I really want to see whether this will give me a rankable 30 minute workout at the end. Because basically, what I'm what I'm looking to do is to stop putting the sessions up with the warm up main session and cool down one after the other because that if it's a 30 minute row gets in the way of. Um, making it rankable at the end. And as it is, I've just loaded that up and it has come up as a 30 minute row. So it seems that this works. I think if I do um, a different, uh, what, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, not set out intervals. Oh my God, I've completely lost the word. Um, what is it? Oh no, I'm going to have to head this bit out. Uh, variable interval. Oh, there we go. God, that was a moment. Variable intervals. Then it doesn't. So if I just the four and a half minutes and the thirty seconds for variable variable intervals, it didn't sound as though that um, like you rank the half hour workout afterwards. So anyway, sorry about that. That was a, that was if you excuse the phrase a brain fart <laughs> on my part. So it's cold here. Let's just say that my, my my head's frozen. So we're about to get into it. So make sure that you've had a quick drink and that you are ready to go. Um, so we're going to start this at 18 strokes per minute and at 2k plus 20 to 22 pace. Depending on where your energy levels are today is where you start on that. Okay, if you're feeling quite worn down, then start at 2k plus 22 and then add two seconds, add two seconds as we go, as we go up through the rates. If you're feeling quite powerful and strong, then you can start 2k plus 20, then add two and add two and then back off two two. Okay, it's up to you. You know your energy levels. I don't. Okay, I'm going to aim for, well, I'm going to see about the 2k plus 20 start for the 18 strokes a minute. Here we go then, in three, two, one, let's go. So 18 strokes a minute, 2K plus 20 pace. Follow me either on the video for stroke rates throughout this whole workout, or if you are listening to this on the podcast, then you can hear the whoosh like that, of my flywheel. And that will hopefully let you know when I'm taking my strokes. My vocal pattern when I'm rowing tends to be in rhythm with how I row. Anyway, I tend to not really speak as I take the drive of the stroke. But hopefully, now that we're run about a minute into this workout, you've already hit your rhythm and you no longer really need either that visual or audio cue. Right, and as we get to our first change up in 40 seconds time, I'll start talking technique on a little bit lighter on technique in the past few sessions so I think it's about time we had a proper think about it for the next 28 minutes 
Oh, so four strokes to go and we will do our first stroke rate increase to 20 strokes a minute and two seconds faster. Here we go from this stroke now. It's just a tiny increase. You just want more of a push from your legs, which gives you a faster drive phase and also puts more power into the machine. And that faster drive phase should then be complemented by a slightly faster return. And that's how your stroke rate increases. And notice everything I've said today about pace has been about pushing harder with your legs. The rowing stroke doesn't generate the majority of its power from your arms. It gets it from your legs. So you push your legs into the machine. And that initial push is where the power comes from. Everything else at the start of the stroke is about your body being a conduit for that power. And then you add in power by swinging your back and then by finishing the stroke by pulling in with your arms. Okay, one more stroke here and let's go up to 22 strokes a minute. So just a bit more of a push from your legs. Increases the power, increases your drive speed. And as long as you are rowing with a good flowing rhythm, and I like doing a two to one ratio of drive speed to recovery. So your drive speed is twice as fast as your recovery. If you have that in place, your stroke rate will increase, and your pace will increase. And then the opposite is going to happen in a minute's time, where you will push slightly less with your legs, which will reduce your drive speed. And then proportionately, your recovery will slow down too reducing your stroke rate and reducing your pace. But this is all only a given if you're rowing with good technique 
and body positions. Okay, coming up for the change down to 20 strokes a minute. Two more strokes. One more. Here we go, back down to 20s. See how quick this flies by. So, in order to get that power efficiently from your legs into the machine, you need to make sure that nothing is fighting against that power. And so at the front of the machine, as you push your feet into the machine, you want to make sure that your back is tilted over your hips into a forward lean. Okay, and I say tilt because I don't want you crumpled forwards all rounded. Your nice posture tilting over your hips to a one o'clock position into the front of the machine. Your shoulders should be past your hips. That's a good indicator that you're in the right position and that you have a good posture. Okay, so up on your sit bones, nice and powerful posture, tilting forwards. Okay, three, two, one, slow it down to 18s. Now, there's two sets of 18 minute intervals here, so we'll be spending four minutes at this pace. That's good, because it's giving you time over your stroke to make sure you can think about what's going on with your body. So, good posture, forward tilt, into one o'clock at the front of the machine. And then on top of that, you want to make sure that your arms are straight out in front of you. However, just because they're straight doesn't mean that they're tense. So I want them nice and loose and floppy. Shoulders relaxed, arms relaxed. If I was next to you and could see your muscles rippling as you were coming forwards to the next stroke, I would tell you to relax. <clears throat> yes, you need to brace 
against the stroke as you start it but as you come forwards arms straight nice and loose and relaxed two more minutes on this 18 your fingers should be hooked over the handle think of a straight line from your shoulder through to your knuckles over the handle and you're not gripping onto it for dear life which again I'd see your muscles popping and your thumbs would be up over your index finger because you're <laughs> it's a rabid dog impression so fingers hooked there should be space in your palm your thumbs could come round and lightly touch your index finger but they're probably nice and relaxed underneath the handle that all helps the power go into the handle smoothly and stops you getting or helps to stop you getting tennis elbow or golfer's elbow or just a sore forearm from the drive face okay in five strokes we will increase to 20 strokes per minute and another two seconds faster one more so I'm up to 2k plus 20 sorry 18 I'm going from 2k plus 20 to 18 remember the whole point is you're trying to push your feet into the machine and let the power flow through your body into the handle uninterrupted you don't want your muscles in your arms or your back fighting against that power from your legs if you have bent arms you're suddenly fighting and not letting your leg drive go through and you're also wasting your arms for when they do want to come into pull and with your back as well that forward lean lets the power travel up into your shoulders uninterrupted if you swing too soon it all goes through your lower back and you remove the power that you could add when you do swing over your hips and trust me there's enough power 
swinging from one o'clock to 11 o'clock to make it worth it. Okay. Three. Two. One. Up to 22s. Another two seconds faster. Remember you are slowing down again as we go back down the other side of this just in case for some reason you didn't catch that so you start at 2k plus 20 to 22 then 18 to 20 for the 20 strokes a minute and then 16 to 18 the 22s but then back down to 18 to 20 for the 20s and then 20 to 22 seconds for the 18s just worthwhile pointing that out especially as we hit the halfway point because if you've been constantly trying to add <laughs> two seconds to your pace <laughs> you're going to be in a world of pain right now anyway forward lean, arms straight you also want to make sure you're looking forwards chin neutral eyes looking right in front of you because if you look up instantly your back leans back if you look down your posture goes and it's easy to pull early as a result okay two more strokes then we drop to 20 strokes a minute here we go and 2k plus 18 to 20 pace And then as far as your seat slide, you slide as far as you need in order to get your shins pointing vertically. But you have to make sure to be in a good posture, that forward lean up on your sit bones because if you are tucked back suddenly in order to get your shins vertical you're having to go right up to the front with the seat whacking off your heels and this is a terrible posture to row in so if you find that the seat is hitting your heels chances are you're rowing like this okay see the difference I'm right up against my heels and my pace absolutely plummeted while doing that because I was no longer using my back to add to the stroke and I couldn't get a good push 
from that angle. Okay, four strokes. Three, two, one. Back down to 18s. Oh, and truth be told, just demonstrating that poor posture for the slide forwards can really feel my lumbar area and my back is complaining somewhat let's say I have to make sure and stretch properly later so that doesn't end up as a aggravation now last couple of body bits for the front handle height nice and neutral out in front of you like a zombie how a zombie would row okay minus the dropped wrists of course but just out in front of you neutral height so what I mean is you're not up here <laughs> rowing like this you're also not down low you may think that this is how you row you may have seen someone tell you this is how you row it's a good way to stop your knees bending early but that's about it after that what it does is it promotes that early back lean which isn't good so neutral out in front of you and then the, the other thing to say is your knees you want them slightly apart as you come into the front basically directly underneath your armpits but because you have good posture you're up on your sit bones and you're powerful and your foot stretcher height is set correctly your knees shouldn't go into your armpits I still have a good what four inches maybe between my knees and my armpits but make sure that they are your knees are slightly apart you're not coming in all knock kneed to the front think of a squat your knees are apart when you squat you don't squat with knees together and as being this push at the front is like a that powerful push of a squat or a deadlift it's a good idea to follow those body mechanics for that initial push if nothing else and then when it comes to it you just hold that forward lean arm straight neutral chin and push the machine away from you with your feet 
and really do hold that forward lean and straight arms. Okay, two more strokes. We're going back up to 20 strokes a minute. You ready? Here we go. So increase that push from your feet to have a faster drive speed and put more power into the machine. So you do your push, but then you do have to swing your back and pull in your arms. So once your legs are halfway through the drive, that is when you swing over your back from that one o'clock to 11 o'clock position. Closely followed by pulling your arms into a close. Pull. Pull. So you push, pull. You need to make sure your posture, you're still on your sit bones as you swing over your back. So you make sure you're still up and powerful. If you feel like your tailbone is tucked underneath you, you've collapsed your posture. And then your arms, pull them in nice and powerfully to sternum height. Okay, squeeze your shoulder blades together as though crushing a can between them and then release the handle at the same pace you pulled it in at. Okay, three, two, one. This is the last of the 22s. More of a push. And really do think about a strong finish and it's not just about adding power with your arms it's also about creating a rebound of your arms due to your muscles tendons and your rib cage because what you want to do is pull in the handle and then send the handle back out at the same pace. So in, out, in, out. And that rebound due to your ligaments, etc., really helps with that. But as you finish, your legs come all the way down. Don't lock them out, but you make sure they come down. Braced, core at the back, powerful posture. It might help to point your toes towards the front of the machine to stop you yanking your feet against the foot straps. Because if you do that, you lose power that could be going into the machine, but you also 
mess with your posture again. Which I will show you after we go up to, or down to 20 strokes a minute again. Two more. One more. Here we go. 20 strokes a minute, 2K plus 18 to 20. So, if I was to pull myself back up the rail using my feet on the foot straps, what happens is this. My knees pop up, my posture goes back. Now, how many people have seen this in a gym? <laughs> Again, that hurt my back. So, your posture's all over the place. Efficiency's all over the place. Because you're using muscles you don't need to. Pace is ruined. And you're suddenly, even if you have the best of intentions for posture, you're needing to get from a position like this into this. Which is not only difficult, but the kind of grinding of your sit bones over your glutes and your backside is going to be responsible for most of the backside pain that's out there. So if you can think about getting that handle away, which then triggers your forward lean rather than pulling yourself forward with your straps you'll be more efficient and in less pain two strokes last stroke and now our last set of 18s just two minutes to finish so finish the stroke handle away that handle away triggers your forward lean and then once the handle is past your knees you'll be in that forward lean your weight will be on the front of the seat and all you need to do is bend your knees and you will effortlessly slide towards the front of the machine again it's a bit more effortless on a concept too because there is a slight downhill slant from back to front but still regardless of what machine you use if you get hands away body rock all you need to do is bend your knees and you'll slide right back to the front again to do it all over again. And it's that return here where you want to think about zombie arms, okay? So, nice and loose. Nice and loose. You never see a tent zombie. What do they have to be tense about? No job. No mortgage, 
everywhere they go there's food <laughs> okay three two one <sighs> now I enjoyed that not just the row but I felt it was a good way to get through technique as well the downside is that I mean it does take doing it that way takes half an hour to cover most of the technique and there's still stuff I left out and <laughs> there's various bits like the only bend your knees once your arms are past it that you only heard it like a minute and a half to go <laughs> so it's like this is a good one to watch to let you know everything for when it comes to your next <laughs> workout I'm going to make a standalone technique video there's enough of them out there I might as well throw my hat in the ring as well I think I have slightly different ways of talking about it than some of the other folks so why not join in right so that did seem to record as a half hour row which is good news for those who want to rank the uh the workouts on the concept 2 logbook um and it also gives me a little bit more of an idea of how the rests work within the concept 2 monitor to uh allow things like that to happen where if i have undefined rests or variable intervals yeah, you've got the word now then that's when it causes a delay between those intervals whereas just running that as 15 two-minute intervals it knew it was just half an hour and everything was golden so a two-minute cool down coming up now i want you to do this around about 18 strokes a minute again i know i know, I know. Um, but just pick a pace where you feel you can glide into a stop or into like a nice cool down point okay so a nice curve of intensity from start to end of this two minutes okay here we go then in three two one let's go so use this just to ease yourself off i'm going to row about 2k plus 30 just to allow myself to ease down but just because you're going slow doesn't mean you get to ease up on the technique thing okay i want you to use this softer rowing to really think about holding that forward lean and the arms straight as you drive because you no longer got such such a large amount of force going through your arms that you might want to fight against so you can just think forwards and then swing slowing it down is never a bad thing i'd much rather to be honest that you slowed your stroke right down than you stopped it's easy to go right where am i halfway what position am i in okay and then uh, but you lose your flow and i'm all about flow man i'd much rather you practiced for flow i mean there's one tip i've seen today well one thing i said today about the seat slide by going far enough for your shins to go to vertical what if you're really struggling with getting far enough i suggest seeing how far you can get and then seeing how far you should get and what to do is put on the how far you can get put a little post-it on your on the the rail and then mark, put another one on where you should be going to okay so that's the distance of where you are and where you should be and all you do is you move the first one closer bit by bit to the other one in order to increase your flexibility in the amount that you're rolling on the slide two more strokes one more Ooh, i'm done with the cool down 
Uh, you guys can keep on going or you can get off and do some stretching while I say goodbye and just close off this little anecdote. But so you say you could only roll to there and that's how far you wanted to go. You move your post it slightly further each time you row to increase your flexibility until you get to this one. And what happens is every time you hit that post that you feel a tiny little click through this, the seat. It doesn't stop you. It doesn't do anything. You just feel this little bump as you roll over it and you go, oh, great, I've got it. The little uh, dopamine reward that, hey, I'm getting there, I'm getting there. Some folks um, say, put a strap around the rail, okay? And what happens then is if you um, say that's the point you want to go to and you put a strap around it and you're just basically ramming in at, at ramming speed to the front of the machine to try and get there, you're not learning a thing. And all that happens is you go flying forwards and then you just bounce back again, which can jar you, cause injury, and it damages the flow. And I'm all about that you should be practicing and improving your flow, you should be thinking about getting in and out the transition points. And so all this kind of stopping, holding, analyzing, moving forwards in or just creates robotic rowers and the strap around the rail. Although yes, it will it'll teach you how far you have to go. You're not gonna learn anything from it. It's like slamming it. It's brute force attack really is, is what it does. And so I prefer my way. I prefer much more gentle, hey man, flow tai chi, yeah. How on earth did I get into that rant? Anyway, yeah. So I'm going to make a, a standalone video about technique at one point. It'll probably be quite long because I'm going to unpack each of these elements. Um, and what I might do is just kind of say, you get on a machine and row. I'm going to talk about it. And then as you're rowing, you try and adopt what I'm talking. That might be the simplest way to do it. Rather than you having to sit there and watch and go, right, he's saying that I have to do this. And now I have to do, and, and what, the hey, the who, the who, hey, the hey, a who. Okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> So I turned into Billy Connolly then. And so there I was in the middle of the street and someone said, hey, Biggin, hi. Ah, Billy. Let's just, hey, you know what? You know what? I, I do like throwing out these hashtags towards the end of a row to, uh, so you can let me know this is how far you got. Um, let's just make today's hashtag Billy Connolly because he's just the best. He is, he's Scottish royalty. So, um, and because I, because I invoked his greatness, I think it's only fair that we stick in hashtag Billy Connolly. Um, and if you haven't ever seen one of his uh, stand-up routines, um, then you really should. It's very funny. Um, uh, yeah, As like, most of his live ones are not safe for work in terms of his language. So mm, maybe look at like kind of TV shows and things rather. There's a, one of his early uh, Michael Parkinson ones where he tells a joke about, um, <laughs> about uh, a guy who's killed his wife. Doesn't sound funny, but yeah, it's a very funny joke. <sighs> Sorry, I seem to be... Don't know why I've not had lunch yet again because of this whole 16-8 fast thing. And I think I've gone a little bit loopy. And plus, I've, um, uh, I usually drink, uh, and this is awful, but I usually drink about nine or 10 cups of coffee a day. And like we're talking like coffee grounds, proper strong Starbucks uh, bought coffee. So I have nine or 10 of them. And I suddenly was getting heart palpitations from having so much ca caffeine running through my system. And so I, I now I've, I have three cups in the morning, not like one after the other, but like I spread them out, three cups in the morning, and then I stop. That's it. No more caffeine for the rest of the day. I just have Ribena or, or something. I still need taste, you see. Um, uh, and I don't know whether the, whether the lack of caffeine is kind of, it's almost like it's released that chemical dependency thing in my brain's now going, well, hey, we're free, we're free, we can do what we want, instead of being super stimulated. So maybe that's why I've gone a bit bonkers. But anyway. 
Anyway, but hey, we're listen, we're a third way, third of the way through the 30 days of 30-minute workout. So it's about time I went a little bit loopy at the end of it. So yeah, a third of the way. I mean, it's quite momentous. We're down to double figures. I'll be really happy when we hit 15 and we're halfway through. Um, so far, body-wise for me, it's absolutely fine doing 10 days in a row. I don't feel um, I don't feel as though I'm worn out or anything. I think this undulation of it all is working quite nicely. I've stopped adding in the cycle training on top of it. That's basically, I think that's a huge part of it. So all I'm doing is these rowing sessions and then I'm doing four weight sessions a week as well. Um, I think that's what's keeping me going through these. I mean, it's not, listen, I'm not, it's not like I'm one of these guys that's rowing a marathon, running a marathon every day or rowing a marathon every day even. Um, it's, it's not that, it's just 30 minutes worth of rowing every day. However, I am used to getting a, giving myself a rest day every five or six days. So I'm quite surprised at how energetic I still feel and I'm not just sitting here going oh it's me again <laughs> anyway right let's hope that you have properly cooled down you have stretched you have packed up you say goodbye to your gym instructor and you've had a shower you're now out of the car and you're like he's still talking <laughs> um, so yeah uh, so I'll say goodbye because now you're, you've got to drive home now drive drive carefully okay make sure stick your lights on check your lights check your water level all that kind of stuff make sure you're safe to drive um, yeah and I will see you in day 11 which is going to be uh, another intense one now it's um, uh, what I am going to do is it's going to be a repeat of last week's top tier one but I'm going to give you the option for what to do for that two minutes in between. Okay, so the top tier last week was that you did uh, um, two minutes easy, one minute sprint, two minutes easy, one minute sprint. Okay, uh, whereas this time, if you want to stop for those two minutes or just do this light tickle kind of paddle rowing, you can. Okay, so that's what I'm going to do. Um, I'm just going to make it all about these one minute intervals in day 11 rather than about the two minutes as well. Okay, so there we go. That's a little preview of what's coming up for day 11. Um, uh, what else? Remember, I'm doing form check Fridays. So make sure and send me a video or a link to a video for me to look at and I can analyze it um, live on YouTube. Well, not live, but I'll stick up on YouTube for other people to see. Hopefully it will help others. And remember that Sunday mornings at nine o'clock uh, on Erg Race, I will be doing the half hour if you want to join in on that. All right, that's the end of all my announcements. Make sure to leave a little comment underneath uh, somewhere 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 even like just right on a wall <laughs> and use the hashtag Billy Connolly just to let me know you made it this far to the end of the video thank you so much for being here it really means a lot that you've made it as far as day 10 I will see you in day 11 please take care of yourselves uh, stay safe be well bye bye for more info and to check out the YouTube videos go to rowalong.com